Woke up on a Saturday, I rolled the fattest J, listen to my favorite podcast, that shit is Maddie J. He do what his daddy say, listen to my favorite podcast, that shit is Maddie J. Yo, what's up everybody? Welcome to the Maddie J Podcast, Friday night, College Park, Maryland. What's going on? Drinking a Beaujolais. What's Beaujolais? Well, it's this wine from France. It's really fucking good. Just went over to Tato Wine and more. Got a bunch of wines. Gonna try them out this weekend. This weekend. And, uh, you know, this is what I do now. Now that I'm in my 30s, I go to the store on Friday night. I buy four bottles of whatever looks appealing. I usually don't even know what I'm doing. I just get the best looking label. The label that looks the coolest. Whichever one has the coolest chateau on the fucking label is the one I get. And uh, I just try it out throughout the weekend and, uh, you know, watch TV. That's 30s life for you, baby. Gotta love it. Anyway, uh, that is the opposite of last weekend. As you know, Parks and I went down, down air Jacksonville and, uh, that was, that was pretty crazy, dude. Um, they do not fuck around there with their tailgate. Let me tell you that much. So we go down there probably about 10-something. The game's at 3.30, so we got plenty of time. I don't really know what we're going to do. I just know we got to go to, like, one of those sponsored tailgates because, like, I don't want to – we talked about it just, like, going incognito, just, like, crashing somebody's tailgate. Um, Just saying we know some guy named fucking Jim Bob – he invited us, and uh, we just sort of blend in, start making friends, uh, eat all their food, and then never see him again. Right? Foolproof plan. But nah, we didn't want to do that, so we just went to, like, uh, sponsored booths all around, got some booze, walked around. Dude, we did realize that we're such fucking noobs to the whole tailgate scene. So, you know, obviously for a Southeastern Conference game, an SEC game, like Georgia, Florida. They have a way of doing things that um, we don't really see here at Maryland when there's a tailgate with like 1,500 people. Uh, Down there, when there's a tailgate, it's 150,000, 200,000 people. No fucking joke, dude. Just everywhere all over the city all around the stadium um we saw this one group of dudes and this is when we realized like we're such fucking noobs because we go down there with nothing but the shirts on our back and some cash and you got people there we saw this one tent it's had to be like i don't know 20 by 20 just a giant fucking canopy right these guys had two or three couches. I'm not even talking about love seats. Like they had a couple of couches, a lazy boy, 
a fucking entertainment system tv setup with speakers and everything dude these guys came to the tailgate going all fucking out it looked like someone's living room was just transplanted there in a field in jacksonville right by the stadium um and that's the kind of know-how and expertise that you would only get from going to like 20 years worth of games you know exactly what to bring you know exactly what you can fit, how to pack it. You're okay with doing all that bullshit just for one day because when you do set it up, it's fucking awesome. And, uh, you know, that kind of level is where I want to get in my tailgating career. So, you know, I got some goals. I feel like the first qualification of doing any of that shit, like that hardcore, like couches, entertainment system, pickup truck, 20 foot canopy. You got to be a dad, dude. You can't do that as a single dude. That's such a dad move. So I got to start popping out some kitties here, man, just for the tailgate. I'm going to have kids just for the tailgates. <laughs> it's a viable strategy, right? Um, But dude, so much fun man we were watching them film uh college game day timmy t up on the screen man tim tebow is there he has a pretty uh bulbous head i gotta say in real life he got you know kind of kind of some neck fat rolls going uh kind of just looks like a huge dude uh his head's gotta be at least a third of his body weight and he weighs like 285. So you do the math, man. Um, that was pretty cool to see. They got some reactions of the crowd. So you probably saw a little Matty J back there somewhere. Um, I bought a shirt there at the game there. I was going to go originally in, uh, in my Georgia colors because my literally only tie to the state of Georgia is that my brother lives down there. So I had some kind of rooting interest, but then I got there and I was like, fuck it, dude. I don't know if I'm going to be ending, ending up sitting in the in the Florida section, you know? I don't want somebody to kick my ass. So uh, I got a neutral shirt. Pretty dope. It's like kind of cartoonish, kind of comic-y. It's got like the pow and the bang and instead of the pow and the bang. It says gators, dogs, and they're like, you know, head to head. It looks like a comic book. It's pretty cool. Got about three or four people ask me about it, you know, and uh, I didn't know my way around there at all, so I probably gave them horrible directions as to where I got it. Like, yeah, take a right down there, dude. You'll see the fucking big monument standing up. I don't even know if it was a monument. It might have been like a fucking telephone pole, but I remember it was right there in the middle. I never really looked up and saw what it was. I don't know why I didn't. I just didn't look up at this giant thing sticking up. But I know the the place I got the shirt was right fucking there. So I told people to just look for some giant sticking up out of the ground. And uh, they were probably like, oh, thanks, man. Fucking douche. Under their breath as soon as they walked away. But, you know, I don't know where the fuck I am, dude. All right? But, yeah, Parks and I just walked around. Had a great time. Uh... Went into the stadium. Dude, I got, 
I gotta be honest, that stadium is a piece a piece of shit. It really is. It's befitting of that whole organization, the Jacksonville Jaguars, just there's like no you go in the concourse, you know, when you, you try to get a drink during the game. You know how usually in every other fucking NFL stadium or any other stadium every, anywhere and everywhere there's like TVs that'll show you like what's going on in the field so you don't really miss anything. Um, they didn't have any of that. You either were watching the game or you didn't see the game at all. And, uh, of course, I got up two or three times, maybe more, <laughs> getting some booze. And uh, I missed, like, three touchdowns. The only thing I saw was a Florida pick six. Florida threw the pick six to Georgia. And uh, they scored, like, right in front of us. But seats were great, man. Had a great time. Missed every touchdown, pretty much. But uh, I had fun. And we were just on the borderline of the Georgia and the Florida fans. And all the way to the right of me is just pure depression. And a few rows over to the left is just pure elation. The Georgia fans just, like... Reminded me kind of like a like an English soccer game, except there's not like cops down the middle of the fans to prevent them from stabbing each other and throwing torches down each other's pants. Um, yeah, it was just like friendly, but still, it was like you could tell they did not like each other. Georgia fans were going across the aisle talking shit. It was all good-natured, but, you know, you can tell there's a little bit of truth behind everything they do. And uh, I'm guessing they're just letting out years of just getting beat down by Florida and just letting them have it, letting their fans have it. And you know what? For the Florida fans, I will say this. They stuck around to the end. They didn't fucking, uh, they didn't fucking you know, bail out in the second quarter or anything. They, they, they stayed there, and they took it. Like true Maryland fans, actually, just stand there and take it. And uh, you know what? Hope the teams have fun. That's what you do. Took a page right out of Maryland's book. But yeah, man, game was great, but it was starting to get a blow to be a blowout, like thirty-four seven or some shit like that. So we just decided to leave with like a few minutes left in the fourth. Get an Uber and go back. And the Uber took like two hours to get to us. Come to find out, there was like a a multi-car pileup, which is really no surprise when you think about it. There's like a multi-car pileup right by the stadium, just like six cars just <laughs> pancaking. I shouldn't laugh. I hope nobody was hurt, but like what you would absolutely expect after everybody's drinking and getting wasted for a day is just like four cars overturned and like smashed into each other right outside the stadium causing a two hour plus backup but uh we finally got home man a little short weekend there but uh dude i have not even even yet begun to tell the story of my fucking weekend all right so you know we hang out saturday night we both go our separate ways sunday morning right i figure my flight's at four 
I don't have shit else to do. Parks goes off to the beach. He goes and gets some, some coffee, get gets a few drinks, go our separate ways Sunday morning. And uh, I'm like, all right, I have nothing else to do. Why don't I just head to the airport? I'll get there nice and early. I don't have to worry about shit. Um, turns out I would, but we'll get there. Uh, and uh, I'll just chill there, watch football till my, till my plane leaves. And uh, the reason I say I had to worry about shit is because obviously, as I was saying two podcasts ago, anytime I get in an Uber, I have to shit. Whatever reason that is, I don't know. But I forgot to take my fucking anti-shit medicine before I boarded the Uber. And uh, I'm ready to go to the airport. I shit you not. 30 seconds into the ride, I'm like, oh my god. Holy shit. I have to shit. Um, And I'm just like cursing myself. I'm like, dude, how does this, how? It has to be psychological at this point, right? There's no other explanation. So, you know, I had taken a modium to to not shit myself all weekend. And I guess this is when it finally said, all right, I'm turning the modium off and you're just gonna let everything out. That was my body. And I just happened to be on the way to the airport. So I told the guy, and he was pretty cool about it. I told the guy, dude, look, you gotta drop me off at the next exit. I just need to run and go to the bathroom real quick. He's like, you sure you don't want me to just pull over? Um, you have to like throw up or something. And I was like, no, you can't pull over for this. You got to like go somewhere. And he's like, oh, okay. And I was like, sorry, man. And he's like, dude, shit happens. You know, literally shit happens. So we all knew in the car, it was understood. I had to take a giant shit. So we pulled over at the next, uh, you know, exit off the freeway. Of course, there's a red light at the bottom of that exit. Why would there not be? Why would there not be when I got a fucking prairie dog and ass piece of shit rearing to go <laughs> with two days worth of food behind it, propulsing it out? Um, it takes every ounce of my being to not just go insane in that moment. But we saw Burger King right across the street. I'm like, dude... Thank you so much. You know what? Just take off, man. I'll get another Uber from here. You've done enough. He's like, nah, man, don't worry about it. I'm like, are you sure? And I don't really have a lot of time to go back and forth with this, so I just accept. I leave my fucking bag in the Uber. I go into Burger King. Go into the stall. It's one of those, like, dumb and dumber moments, you know, when when Harry is like has the the diarrhea and has the shit in Mary's bathroom and he's like <laughs> he's like <laughs> furiously undoing his belt buckle and shit and then uh I just am about to do that no toilet paper no toilet paper in the fucking stall and it's one of those bathrooms that has a blow dryer to dry your hands so no fucking paper towels so I have to go back to the front of the restaurant and get napkins guess what's going on there some fucking piece of shit at like nine in the morning is getting like 18 breakfast croissants or whatever the fuck they serve at burger king first of all who the fuck eats breakfast at burger king 
I don't know, man. But this person did, and they were ordering a bunch of shit. And of course, well, the people behind the counter, they work at fucking Burger King. They're not interested in like amazing customer service or anything. I mean, it doesn't really get any lower than working at a fast food place. So like, you're not going to get good customer service there or people who are going to make anything quickly because like, I mean, it's either that or you're literally homeless. I mean, those are the two options when you're thinking about working in fast food. So (laughs) I don't know. Sometimes I think, do I sound like an elitist piece of shit? Probably. But I mean, it's the fucking truth. So she's like taking her sweet ass time. All I want some napkins. She finally looks over at me after like two minutes. And, you know, like every other Burger King, all the the size of the building and everything is glass. So the Uber driver can see me this whole time. God knows what he's thinking. Does he think I'm ordering something? I don't know. But I get the napkins. She gives me four napkins. Now, I have to take a massive shit, two days worth of shit, compounded in my ass, and I have four napkins to do this whole thing with. So I'm thinking possible scenarios would be I use up all the napkins and I just use my socks (laughs) to get the rest (laughs) and just leave them there in the restaurant. Um... But I don't know how, by some miracle, by the grace of God, and, uh, you know, there's been certain instances in my life where I just realized, you know, there's got to be some maker out there because the four fucking napkins that I got allowed me to wipe my ass thoroughly. And I don't know how that happened to this day, but I'm just going to leave it up to... uh, divine intervention i guess and i finally get my ass wiped ready to go and i'm like you know what this ain't happening again i'm taking another pill i go to take it i don't know if you've ever taken a pill without using water but it's fucking atrocious it tastes so bad in your mouth it tastes like uh fucking i don't I don't know how to describe it. Like, the fucking... Like, if you just put... Bitters on a spoon and just dumped it on your tongue and didn't allow yourself to, like, take a a chaser or anything like that. It's fucking disgusting. So I I was about to throw up. So I'm like, alright, so now I'm going to throw up, too. So I go to the counter again... And there's another person there (laughs) ordering food again. I'm like, who are these people at Burger King eating fucking breakfast croissant, which is at nine in the morning on a road with like three cars on it. All three cars went to Burger King. I don't know. On some random fucking stretch of highway in Jacksonville, Florida. Um, but you know what there is. And then they finish up with that person. I'm like, can I get a cup of water? By this time I'm turning around. I look at the Uber driver. He is fucking pissed, dude, because he thinks I'm going to order like food and I'm going like sit down or something. And then I go up to get more food 
and I can see him start to get out of his car. And just as he gets out of his car, I get the water and like go out to meet him. And he's just like shaking his head. And he, he's like shaking his head to himself, like cussing to himself. And I'm like, fuck, I turned this nice guy into like a fucking douche. And now I'm going to have to ride to the airport with him. So I figure, you know what? I'm going to get this, this uh, money ready in my wallet. I'm going to give him a few bucks for his trouble. And, uh, you know, we get in the car and he's like, I didn't know you're going to sit there and order off the whole menu. And I was like, holy shit, <laughs> shit, dude. Like, uh, this is my life right now. And I'm thinking there's no way out of this situation. This is my life and I have to deal with it. So I crinkle up a few bucks. I give it to him. And you know what? As soon as I give him the money, he's like, oh, thanks. Completely calms down. Like, nothing ever happened. There was no problem. And I was thinking, you know what? It's fucking amazing how two seconds ago, this guy fucking hated me. Now I give him a couple of bucks, and we're best friends again. It's weird how that works, right? Fucking, sometimes money really does solve all of your fucking problems. And uh, I'm glad I had a few extra bucks from the tailgate the day before on me. Gave him some cash, and then he uh, proceeded to talk to me about football the whole time. But it was like, shit, I already knew about football you ever get in a conversation like that where like the person who's talking to you knows less than you do about the subject they're talking about but they're like so passionate about it and they want to talk so much you just don't feel like correcting them about certain shit so he was talking to me about football and tom brady's championships and shit and who played who and what super bowl and he was wrong about 90 percent of the time but you know, this guy's already been through the ringer for me. And I'm not one of those people who's going to be like, actually, uh, the Raiders played the, played the uh, Buccaneers in the Super Bowl of 2002. I'm not going to be like that. So uh, I just fucking went along with it. Get to the airport. And I'm thinking the whole time, like, I just was on my podcast last week talking about how every time I take a fucking Uber, I have to shit. And uh, this was no exception. This was no exception. And you would think, right, that's a hell of a weekend, dude. Uneventful from there, right? I mean, you went to the another state, went to an epic tailgate, got fucked up, shit your pants, and now you're flying. I mean, that's a great weekend, right? I'm still not even at the worst part. So I get to the airport. Everything's going smooth. I get a little text about 2.30. It says, uh, so my, my flight back home is from Jacksonville to, to Charlotte and then Charlotte back home. It says, your connection in Charlotte is going to be delayed. I think, well, that's great. Because if some shit happens here, at least that'll be delayed and, you know, I can not worry so much about this one right now that I'm about to leave on. Like, if some shit happens here, I'll have plenty of time to make that connecting flight back home. Right? No, man. So, it's flight leaves at 3.30, supposedly, right? It's 3.20. No flight attendants there. No one at the counter. 
3.40, people show up to the counter and they say, yeah, we got a maintenance problem. Um, we're going to be delayed about 20 minutes. And I'm thinking, dude, in the airline industry, 20 minutes is never fucking 20 minutes. So I'm, I'm a little bit... I'm a little bit alarmed, but then I remember, hey, you know, my connecting flight is leaving later, so this shouldn't be a problem. 40, 50 minutes, I should be fine. Next announcement is an hour later, and it's going to be another 20 minutes because uh, she said there's a mechanical problem. The door, the back door, she said, it needs something to happen to it to stay on or something something and fuck dude so now we're starting to cut it close all right i have about a half an hour from if we had left at that exact minute she made that announcement i would have a half hour to catch my other flight once my plane landed in charlotte so i'm like counting down the minutes sweating it out she comes back about 20 minutes later and she's like you know how i told you it would be 20 minutes before uh well the pilot wants the logbook to be updated what the fuck is that i don't know are there any pilots out there you can tell me what that means does it mean like every time there's a repair on a plane you have to log it i mean isn't that just a guy with a pencil logging it on a fucking graph paper or something you know somebody's got to tell me what a logbook is i have no idea but the logbook fucking fucked my shit up because that took another hour or so, so I'm, I'm looking at, we're leaving at 5.30, and my connecting flight from Charlotte leaves at 6.15, so I'm fucked. I am officially fucked now, and I don't know what I'm going to do. I go up to the counter, I'm like, hey, I am probably going to miss my connecting flight. She asks for my name, she looks at my ticket, she looks at the time, she's like, yeah, you are. that's the kind of customer service you like you know just like looking at me like i'm a piece of shit for my flight being delayed for a fucking door and a logbook i didn't fuck i was there at the airport nine fucking 45 in the morning not my fault but airlines they just have this amazing way unless you're flying first class of making you feel like you're the piece of shit for anything that happens. So I uh, I ask her, like, what are my options? Like, are there any flights to Baltimore? Are there any flights to Philadelphia? Are there any flights to Richmond? You know, I can drive from any one of these cities home. It's not a big deal. Or I can ask for a ride. Not a big deal. No, everything's, everything's booked. And uh, come to find out, I found out later in the week that American had canceled like 3,000 flights over the weekend. So literally there was nothing available. She was like, she told me, I got a, I got a later flight from Charlotte back, back to your home. And I'm going to put you on standby because it's full. But, but you'll get on. I, I have a really good feeling you'll get on. It shouldn't be a big deal. And I kind of had a feeling when she said that, like, look, she's just saying this to just get me out of her hair and she doesn't give a fuck what happens to me after I leave Jacksonville. She just wants me to not be at that desk talking to her right now. And I tried to be as nice as I could. 
and I tried to be polite so that she wouldn't have that feeling of like, just get this dude away from me, tell him whatever he wants to hear so he can get the fuck out of my face. Um, no, I didn't want to do that. So I, uh, I was very polite and nice. And then uh, she told me I would be on standby and I fucking took her throat, smashed it up against the wall. And I said, bitch, you're going to get me the next flight out of town or I am going to fuck you up. No, I didn't say that. I, uh, I went back to my seat with my tail between my legs and I was like, you know what? I'm fucked. I'm absolutely fucked. So uh, my best option now is to either rent a car from Jacksonville, which why would I do that? I might as well fly halfway there to Charlotte and then rent the car. So uh, I get to Charlotte. Oh, thank God I read the fucking arrivals board or departures board because the gate they gave me was not the right gate. I would have gone to the wrong gate and waited there and missed the fucking standby shit. (laughs) I can tell you what, it's great coordination by American to just totally fuck with my entire life. So congratulations to them. Did a great job. So, So I get to Charlotte. Stand in the right line Because for whatever reason Even though it was on my ticket I decided to look at the departures And it was completely different Than the gate that was on my ticket So I go there And you know what I'm the first person there I'm feeling like Okay This might be first come first serve Uh, I'm in line first So this is a good sign I mean the lady in Jacksonville said I would probably get on right I mean she must know what she's talking about she must be able to predict the future, right? That somebody would miss this flight. And then more and more and more and more fucking people come. And more people are waiting and more people are in line. And then this fucking dude shows up 15 minutes before we're supposed to board. Like the, the gate agent. And he's the most nonchalant, smirking ass motherfucker you've ever seen. And it's like, dude, I'm having a horrible day. The last thing I want to do is see somebody smiling. All right? Don't fucking smile at me. Uh, And you know what? He just had one of those faces that just pisses you off when you're in a shitty mood. Just one of those, like, you know, like, you just want to be like, I bet you live here, don't you? Don't you? And you can just drive right home 20 minutes from here and be fine. You fucking asshole. He just had one of those faces that, like, he lives there and he doesn't give a shit that you're stuck there. And uh, he didn't. He was a piece of shit. I showed him my ticket. I told him my situation. He was like, yeah, 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 stand over there. We'll call you if we, uh, if we have a space. And I'm looking around at the people at me. There's like 20 people who are also on standby, which I'm sure the lady said, oh, you'll get on the next flight. Don't worry about it. To them, too. Just to shut them the fuck up. And uh, I realized I'm a fucking piece of shit bozo, just like anybody else. I'm not special, and I need to get the fuck out of here. So I'm like, dude, I'm not waiting for this shit. I call up Enterprise Rent-A-Car, right? Because the other thing is, I heard there's a shortage of rent-a-cars just everywhere in the U.S., especially airports. So I'm thinking, all right, great, now I'm just fucked. So I call Enterprise just just to check, right? And I'm like, do you have any cars at Charlotte Airport? She's like, yes. I'm like, thank God, I'll be there soon. Just put me down for a half hour from now. 
and I'll be driving it to Baltimore. And she's like, well, I'm sorry, sir. We, we don't allow one-way rentals. And I was like, excuse me? And she's like, no, you, if you rent a car from here, you have to bring it back to here. And I'm like, Jesus, dude. What the fuck else could go wrong in this goddamn day? And, uh, yeah, I was like, so what happens if you take the car, right, and you don't bring it back to Charlotte? What happens then? She's like, well, there's a drop fee. And I was like, well, how much is the drop fee? She's like, uh, uh, I, I wouldn't be able to, uh, I don't know. I wouldn't be able to tell you that right now. I'm like, okay, okay, okay. I'll pay that. That's fine. And she said, but there's one other thing. And I was like, yeah. She's like, if you pick the car up from here, you take it one way with a round trip contract, we will never rent to you again. (laughs) So I'm thinking in all my years, uh, I'm 32 now. So in the next uh, 50 years, am I going to need enterprise ever again? And I'm just like, no, you know what? Fuck it. For this instance, I'll just get home. So if I'm ever in a situation in the future where I need an Enterprise rental car, uh, I'm completely fucked. Uh, I hope that's not the only rental car agency somewhere, but I am absolutely fucked if I uh, need to rent from them again because apparently I'm blacklisted. I didn't know this was like fucking Soviet Russia that they were running over at Enterprise, but uh, yeah, if you go against them once, you cross them once, you're dead to them pretty much and uh they will not let you rent again so uh i said okay thanks but no thanks i hung up and i sat there for another few minutes and i'm looking at even more people coming to the gate and i'm like there is no fucking chance in hell i'm getting on this plane and even if i do the fucking ticket agent guy with his stupid smile is not going to fucking help me out. He doesn't give a shit. He's going to go home to his warm fucking bed and his tidy whities and his cold pizza in the fridge and he'll be all right. Meanwhile, I'll be stranded here and he's not going to give a fuck. He'll probably even laugh at me. So I'm like, you know what? Let me make a reservation online at Enterprise. So I do it for a half hour later and I'm like, fuck this bullshit. So I leave, I've never left an airport in my life, just completely stranded with no means to do anything and just said, fuck it and tried to do an alternative. And, uh, I did, I rented the car and the lady at the ticket gate or the contract gate at enterprise is like, so you're bringing this back tomorrow? I said, yes, ma'am. I will be here tomorrow. I'm just going to ride around the city for tonight. Just a guy in his early 30s riding around a Jeep Cherokee around the city just for the night. Just for the night, man. You can rest assured. And then uh, I took the six-hour drive home, and I got home about 2.30 in the morning. So that was my fucking weekend. Uh, Next day, I took the car to Enterprise. I made sure to get up early as fuck before they opened because no i don't want to talk to somebody about being blacklisted um and i dropped the keys in the slot and i fucking just left and prayed that 
first of all, the drop fee wasn't like a thousand dollars, and second of all, and I'm not forever banned from using that car service ever again. I guess we'll see, man. Um, thank God I took off work that Monday. So I went to work Tuesday and, uh, I've been tired as shit all week just trying to catch up. But that is the story of my fucking adventure last weekend. Last weekend! Um, so yeah, I was, uh, needless to say, it was a harrowing experience that I hope I don't replicate. And I don't know how to check for this, but, um, there's some kind of blacklist at Enterprise Rent-A-Car. I mean, why would you shut down... I mean, this is the only place I rent from. Why would you shut down my ability to rent? I don't I don't know what's going on out there. Sorry for the noise. Somehow, f- making fried chicken, it requires this banging. So, sorry about that. <laughs> um, me some good damn chicken. But, uh, yeah. Anyway, if I'm blacklisted, I don't know. Do I chance it though? Do I have to make forever make reservations at Hertz and Rental and uh, Enterprise whenever I need a rental car, just in case they uh, we get you know to the very end of the process and they're like, mm, "I'm sorry, sir, uh, you've been put on our do not rent list." I don't know. We'll see, man. But that is the story of uh, my weekend last weekend. 35 minute story (laughs) jesus christ dude but i know i just had to i had to fucking share it with somebody besides my wife other people should know the tragedy that i fucking experienced no not all those people who are suffering from hunger or uh who were stranded in afghanistan i was stranded in charlotte north carolina do you understand it's a six hour drive and uh Now I'm on a blacklist for a rental car company, okay? Do you understand what this feels like? I'm getting canceled left and right. And, uh, you know, I have it worse. I have it worse than a lot of people. But, uh, dude, you know what? All I got to say other than that is... uh, Gay Ravens, hi. We're back at it this week. You know, my, my mom got fucking box seats, dude to this Ravens game. She doesn't even know any of the rules. (laughs) Just go figure, you know, somebody who doesn't even watch, doesn't know the rules, but just kind of goes for the experience, gets like the best seats possible. And me, every time I go, I'm either paying out of my ass to sit in the hundred level section or, uh, around a bunch of fucking degenerate dimwits up in the 500 sections, you know, one day I'll get to uh I'll get to where my mom is. But anyway, man, uh I hope everybody has a nice weekend. Way better than uh mine was last weekend. I enjoyed talking with Parks. That was that was a good little podcast. Fun little podcast to do. Never done one at seven thirty in the morning, so that was cool. Uh I'll try to get some guests in subsequent weeks, but uh thanks for listening. To all those people in Australia, Estonia, really the whole Eastern Bloc there, you know. Do they have, like, the same problems? Do you guys get pissed about connecting flights, or are you just grateful to, like, get on an airplane and leave Brasutva 
and go to fucking slet via by the sea for a weekend i don't know maybe i shouldn't make fun of my listeners shouldn't you know that's a good rule of thumb there anyway uh hello to australia people in australia uh happy saturday morning uh thank you to the good old us of a chile um who else we got germany love you guys in germany too um hertha berlin all the way down to stuttgart and uh and Bayern. What's Bayern's rival? It's like something something Munich. Nobody knows that team. It's like everybody knows Bayern Munich. Nobody knows that there's another team in Munich. And I bet they fucking hate fucking hate Bayern. But anyway, hello to you guys and uh I'll talk about sports you know, in the future probably. I just had to get this off my chest. Thanks for listening, and uh, as I try to get this fucking annoying-ass fucking nose hair plucked out of my fucking nose, it's not hanging. You ever get that, you know, and you try to grab it with your fingernails and just, just yank it? That is the worst, worst pain in the world. I'm sure dying in a fire would probably be worse, but this has got to be second. Pulling a nose hair out of your nose when your skin just fucking just pulls as you're pulling the hair and it's just like ah your eyes water you know that's pain right there i don't want to hear about war i don't want to hear about you know hiroshima shirma or nagasaki you know fucking pulling a nose hair out that's the worst anyway i hope you guys have a nice weekend and i will talk to you next weekend see you guys